face for radio. Hit it, hit, hit it. My friends call me the club man. We're gonna call you a kid diddler. What the fuck did you just do, buddy? Yeah, next time don't murder anybody in the yeah. bar. I'd give it a six out of ten. I don't want any new friends. They're all human, no tail. Yeah, I want to come on the pod, pod, pod. I've heard about this. <laughs> PJ, you were a professional Santa. Can you eat the cigarette butts? How long is this tapeworm diet going to take? We'll check that <laughs> on instant replay. <laughs> You're a naughty boy. You're ruining it. How old were you when you guys were drinking a keg of beer? Maybe eight. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Guess who's back, back, back again. Is that the new hit it? I, I leave know. for one week and take a week off and you change the whole podcast. Thank God it's Saturday. Welcome to episode 54 of the I've Heard It Both Ways podcast where I, I'm alive. I'm also alive. And um, I think, is Coach Nick still alive? He is. Okay. He texted me this morning, actually. Well, big thank you to Coach Nick yeah, for shout stepping out, in. Shout out to gym teacher Nick. Yes, Coach Nick, gym te- teacher Nick. Um, I've heard it both ways. Hunting Nick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big fan. Friend of, of the City Slicker. I was going to say, I'm a big City Slicker story guy. Any City Slicker stories, I am a fan of. And that guy from Hotlanta... Um, PJ has to pause. And we're back. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording again. Uh, where do we leave off? Captain Nick? Uh, yeah, Dr. just Nick, gym, whatever. Gym teacher, Nick. Gym teacher, <laughs> gym Nick, teacher Nick. Friend of the city slicker. Uh, um, yeah, so forever. that hunting story with the guy from Atlanta. He said it was a long-winded story, which made me so self-conscious because I'm like, <laughs> I've told stories like 20 minutes longer than yeah, that oh, way, way longer, yeah. yeah. But I had, to, I had to give him some shit. Yeah, no, it was very good. So thank you to Coach. I don't know what I want to call him. Coach Nick or Jim I mean, you've been Nick jumping or, all, all over I, the yeah, place. I, don't, I, don't I, think, I think Coach Nick works. Coach Nick. I wrote down Jim Teacher Coach Nick. Yeah. So we'll cover all the bases. One of those. Okay, fine. Um, so I've been very busy, but you have also been very busy. Yes. Can we talk what do, about? Yeah, what do we want to jump into? Let's first? talk about Captain PJ first, because I don't want to lose that one in the shuffle. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've been taking flying lessons. Yeah, I have. Let's start from the beginning. Flying is in your blood. Yes. Okay. Your grandfather, great grandpa, grandpa, mother. There, all pilots. Care to elaborate on some stories of your grandfather flying a helicopter, maybe into snow and such? <laughs> um, yeah, he flew. Uh, he flew medevac helicopters for the Department of Transportation, and then he also flew uh, search and rescue for Illinois State Police for his entire career. And uh, so he also would, you know, it was it was a, it was back in the day. So I think it was much more loose operation, kind of an anything goes type of thing. Yeah, because he the like I know the story you're referring to is when. Uh, my uncle was up at their lake house in Wisconsin and they got like five feet of snow so they couldn't get there by car. So Danger Don jumped in the helicopter and <laughs> flew up there. And, and, instead, when, and was this like the, his works helicopter? Like it, yeah, the Department of it was, Transportation? It was my understanding that it was the Department of Transportation helicopter. So that's why I say it's a, it's more of a yeah. loose operation then. Well, how many people were able to fly it? So like he kind of, you know. Yeah, I think, I, no yeah, I think there was you, like two or three pilots for that. But uh, 
So instead, I mean, instead of picking Mark up, he just dropped Julie off so that <laughs> added Mark, more. People. Yeah, so so she, so he had company, and I think she brought supplies. <laughs> and he was, she's like, "Where are you gonna land?" He's like, "I can't land. The snow's too deep." And she's like, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" And he pushed her luggage out. He's like, "Jump out!" It's only five feet. Yeah. So she jumped out of the helicopter into the snow, and then. He proceeded to fly over the lake, write his name in cursive with the skid of the helicopter, and then get out of there. He couldn't land in the snow, but he could write his name in cursive on the lake. Well, he couldn't land in the snow because it was so deep. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, it clearly danger was not. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It, it was. He wasn't worried about that. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. A, it was more of a we can't land because the snow is too deep. <laughs> but I am gonna write my name in cursive with the helicopter. Is that skid. like the first thing you're gonna do? Uh, well, I'm flying airplanes. Well, yeah. So, so what's no. all right? Now let's get into the flight lessons. Where did, where are you taking them? Can you talk uh, about that? Yeah, it's Chicago Executive Airport, formerly Pelwaukee. Correct. It's okay. uh, in beautiful Wheeling, Illinois, <laughs> right next to the place that we called the cockpit. Which yes, which is, is closed. Which okay, we I were think. like, I think I was like 19. So your brother Peter, producer Pete, was. 16, 16 or 17 and yeah. it was like a strip club but it had to have been it wasn't a, a, like it wasn't a strip club it was a it was a massage parlor i think okay quote massage parlor well so we sent him in to do some recon and yep. he didn't get past the desk lady no he did not he took a card though yeah. and then we prank called them for years <laughs> and i don't remember the name but we just kept calling new it age the cock- dance expressions there you go i just kept calling it the cockpit <laughs> Yeah, and since it was across the street from the airport, we aptly named it the cockpit. Yes, get it. So yeah, the the cockpit is, um, is no more. Is no more, but the airport's still there. So so there's that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I was was it? Uh, f- yeah, for my birthday this year, I bought myself flying lessons. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's how that's how I ended up there. How much book work is there before you get to fly the plane, not by yourself, but like fly the plane on your like handle um, the controls? What do you mean book work? Like, do you, is there like classroom work, or no, is it no. just kind of like it's, let's it's, learn on the fly? Yeah, it's it's, it? it's a it's a hands on experience. Yeah. So basically, the first one was it was kind of crazy because I get there and I like I absolutely no idea what to expect. And so then I meet the one guy, Cameron, and he's my flight instructor. And so it was like, uh, it's like, all right, you know, and he kind of goes over everything. And it was, I don't know, maybe 30, 45 minutes sitting in the, in the flight school office. And we were like checking the weather. And he was kind of like, yeah, this is what you have to look for. And then he was explaining like the different airspaces around Pelwaukee and how it's since it's so close to O'Hare for a certain like concentric space diameter of miles outside of that the Pawaki, you can't fly above uh three thousand feet because that's all controlled airspace for O'Hare, which is very close to the south. So but if you're staying under three thousand, you're you're good. And it it's the, there's it's it's a lot of uh stuff that you have to that's what i was wondering because i like it's not just like fly the plane it's like drive the car but like yeah there are a lot of laws or things in place yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff and that's that's kind of it just comes with 
the more I think you fly and you kind of get that. But it, it, there's, I mean, I have a ton of stuff I've already had to read. Yeah. And much more to that. Just that was why we paused. I took a call from the flight school. <laughs> from Captain Jim. Yeah, from Captain Jim. So, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I sent you an email with some some more stuff on weather to read and stuff like that. But uh, and then after that, it was I mean, you do the weather. He explains all that stuff. And then you go out and it was cold as shit. So we had to de-ice the plane, too. I've um, heard all about that being flying commercially. It's oh, we're de-icing the plane. It's going to be five hours. Yeah, no, it took about ten minutes. Yeah, but it's also a Cessna one seventy two. What do you so. do? Like spray it with shit? Yeah, you spray it with like de-icing fluid. Is it just like wiper fluid? Yeah, it, that's what it looked like. It was just orange. It's just salt water orange, stuff. That's orange fluid. Yeah. <laughs> Worked great though. And then you do the pre-flight check, hop in, do everything, start it up, and then it was basically he was like, okay, so. This is how you taxi, um, which is weird because you you taxi drive you drive the plane on the ground with the pedals, the yeah. rudder pedals, and um, so literally the first thing I do is I push the throttle in and try to turn the yoke. And he's like, no. And he's way. like, he's like, yeah, no. Everyone does that. <laughs> I mean, I was doing it with my feet too, but, but you just instinctually, you, yeah. You also want to just turn like I, I want to turn right. I'm yeah. turning the yoke to the right, but that's that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then, I mean, taxiing is pretty weird, getting used to driving with your feet. So you go left and right with your feet, and then yeah, just just left and right with your feet. Left but- and right with your feet, and then you push both forward for the brakes. Okay. Um, yeah, so it, that's, that's pretty crazy. But then, um, I mean, I lined up behind a Cessna Citation. Gotta give some descriptions here, man. It's it, it's uh. It's, so you were flying on like the super small plane, like two doors. What does it have like two rows of seats? Yeah, like it, two it captains, has, it, and then it has two captain seats, and then a little a bench. tiny bench seat in the back. Okay. Um. Yeah, but no, I was I was wait I was next on onto runway one six after like a private jet, and so then you pull out onto the runway and you get clearance to take off from. Uh, air traffic control. You call it the tower. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and then it, I was. He's like, "Okay, you ready?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, let's go then." And I was like, Floor it. "I was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm doing, I, okay, all right, let's do it." And I, you floor it, and then you rip down the Just runway to going till you yeah, lift. like six sixty knots, and then you pull back, and you're flying a plane. Oh and it's boy. absolutely crazy. Is it anything like I know you've done Microsoft Flight Simulator 98. You've played Grand Theft oh. Auto where you fly. Is the gliding in that at all similar to real life? Uh I mean, Microsoft Flight Simulator, yes, it that's more accurate, but I mean there's Are you trying to tell me that Grand Theft Auto is not the most accurate way to <laughs> yeah. fly a plane online? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, it's accurate, but there it's, it's indescribable. The, the, just the feeling. Is there of, a lot more like force behind everything? Like obviously not, you have a joystick, so there's nothing. Not, re- so not you- really. The, the biggest difference is how little input you have to use to like turn the play. Like, is it like power steering or compression control or like what? No, it's just, it's just, 
it it's a wire it's a wire system. Oh wow! It, like you know whatever, but it uh, it's just like you need the most or not like barely any input like because you would go. think like oh I'm gonna turn like you're gonna crank yeah. you're gonna crank that thing like like forty five degrees yeah. yeah you don't know you barely need to turn it to turn the plane like it's wow. crazy how high were you guys going uh we were cruising at twenty five hundred feet um like a boat where you need life rep jackets do you need parachutes <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just that's kind not, of like that's not required. Yeah. <laughs> so we took we took off um, and then headed east, and then I flew out over Lake Michigan a little bit, and then turned and then just flew north up the uh, Lake Michigan shoreline, pretty much to I don't know. I'd say like maybe a little bit past Gurney, and then headed uh, west, and then just kind of made like a big big square and flew back to the airport and then how fast were you going in the air uh like 115 to 120 knots any which conversions is, of miles per hour here yeah let's i'm see. not a nautical man not, so 120 knots is 138 miles an hour oh boy so yeah i'm zipping yeah cooking yeah. along it's pretty fun uh, and then, yeah, flight instructor Cameron hand, handled the landing. I was going to say, how did the landing go? Super smooth. So <laughs> what do you have? You watched him. What do you do for landing? Just control speed, balance, and what yeah. do they call balance? What's it called? Like your we, levelness. Just, just level. Straight See, level We got to be level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's really, that's, that's pretty much all it is. It's just, it's. Flying in, reducing your speed, and then increasing flaps to give you drag without stalling, and then just lining it up on the runway and kind of nailing all of those things all at once. Which leads me to my next question. My mom took flight lessons when I was younger, and I'll never forget this because she said to pass the test, like the last thing you have to do is get in the air, they take you up to X amount of feet, and then stall the plane, and you have to restart. Is that something you have to do? I haven't. We have. Well, I know you don't. Ha- you haven't done it yet. Yeah, but. we haven't worked on stalls yet. But yeah. yeah, that that is definitely part of the test. Yeah, power on and power off stalls. Oh God. Yep. So do you have to um, get like X amount of hours in the air before you can take? The uh, test? It's more. It's more of like a recommended amount of hours. But it's bef- like if you can pass it. You bef- can pass yeah, it. and so then that's like you talk to your flight instructor, like, hey. You know, I've done this many hours and you like, you've been flying with me. Do you think I'm like ready for a check ride yet or what? You know, and then it's like, well, work on this, work on that. You know, Who passes you? Uh, it's either the, there's like an, there's FAA like instructors yeah. that would ride with you. So how does that, like, I know that to get your license, you go to the DMV. So do you have to like book them and they come to you and you like fly in the plane that you learned on or like you don't know yet? I have no idea. Keep that's, me posted. Yeah, that's that's a long ways away. I'm a logistics man. Very interested. Yeah. Um, so this might surprise you and it might not surprise you. You know who else is a flying man? KOS. That's actually not that surprising. So I don't know if he has his license for sure, but he's like been. So his his best friend's dad is a pilot for American Airlines. So he has like a little plane and they fly it like from, I think, Lewis Airport, like Lewis University in Romeoville. They fly it up to like Wisconsin and stuff. And I, 
I don't know if he has licensed, but I know he's been flying the plane. Not alone, but flying the plane. So. Yeah, I mean, once you're once you're up, it's pretty. He and was, if you're flying with an American Airlines, pilot, well, yeah, chances are they're probably a certified flight instructor too. Oh, really? Yeah, because um, so, that seems to be like most of like most of the people. It's like they get their certified flight instructor and then do flight instruction until they get hired by. An oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I like, thought it was like it came hand in hand. And yeah, like know. the guy, like the guy that was my flight instructor on Saturday, is only teaching until next April because he got hired by an airline and he's Ooh, what be, airline? Uh, Skywest. Never heard of it. You know, no. what you do you get a gig being one of those private plane pilots? Yeah, that's is that the cushy gig or I don't know that. Uh, I mean, ask, that's what. That's Can I just God, come and ask what... questions? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to just, fly. Just show up. Be like, I have some questions. That's <laughs> um, actually what Don's one of uh, one of Don's friends did. He was the private pilot for uh, Klein Tools. I mean, see, I you seem like the perfect guy to be a private pilot. Like, you don't care if someone calls you like, hey, we need to get going in like five hours. And they're like, we're going to Vegas for the weekend. And yeah, then you just on. Like, hang out there for the Let's weekend until they want to go home. <laughs> yeah. You seem like that kind of guy. Yeah, I, I could get into that. Yeah. That would be cool. Um but yeah, and I mean, I even I flew I flew the uh, allegedly flew the Klein Tools jet when I was like fourteen. <laughs> Don't but tell I mean, the FFA, uh, the FAA. I, yeah, but like I mean, like like I said, you know. Once you're just cruising, it's you just, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. It. Just don't push down. You, you, well, yeah. Or, yeah, or just yank it to one side. Just <laughs> do aileron rolls. Spill everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he used to. Uh, I flew in that jet a, a lot actually because it was cheaper at the time for them to fly from Pelwaukee to Oshkosh refuel the jet and then fly back to Pelwaukee than just fuel up at Pelwaukee. Jesus. Because gas was jet fuel was that much cheaper in Wisconsin. How much is jet fuel and they do they do it by gallon? Uh they do. I don't know what jet fuel is, but uh aviation gas is pretty comparable to regular gas. It's like depending four to five dollars a gallon. I got gas yesterday for $2.52. Well, <laughs> sort of comparable. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Next question. When you booked flight lessons, did it, like, was it a Groupon deal that, like, came with a flight suit? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did not get a flight I know you have your own flight I suit. I do have a flight suit. Yeah. But it did not, one was not provided to me. Will one be provided I to you or do they let you so. fly in plain clothes? They, I was wearing a hoodie and blue jeans. Okay. Do you have to wear like closed toed shoes? Is that like the only. Mm, I don't know. I mean, it was like 25 degrees out, so I was wearing <laughs> closed toed shoes. Sunglasses I'll, required? Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, no, not at all. Um, I'll, a I'll ask on, uh, next weekend. Hey, uh, can I fly in flip-flops? <laughs> well, I mean, like in the summer, I don't, does that thing have air conditioning? Uh, I think the air conditioning is you crack a window. Well, yeah. So like it could probably get pretty hot up there. Yeah. Get a little toasty. Yeah. Flying around a tin can. <clears throat> yeah. It does have a heater though. 
Well, you gotta have a heater. Yeah. Because it gets fucking cold up there. Yeah. It's basically just an air intake tube wrapped around the exhaust pipe that blow. It's literally, there's no adjusting the heat. It's either on or off. It's like hand warmers on snowmobiles where it's just the exhaust pumping through. It's not anything else. Yeah. Well, the old ones. I don't know about the new ones. Uh, yeah. I haven't ridden a snowmobile since the 90s. I haven't ridden a new one ever, but the one I would ride when we go up to like Fritz's Lake House would be uh, Johnny 2000's old one. And it was um, like in the 90s. And it just has like opened holes where the hand, like where the handlebars are. And just it's just the exhaust pumping just out. Just the exhaust is blowing on your hands. But so like it, cra- it gets cool. so fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that's like the uh, Larry and Ticer special. Yes. You send it. <laughs> Just gonna send it. Um, we can get into this later. Got a new truck. Has heated steering wheel. Didn't know I needed it until I tried it out. Heated steering wheels are weird. Uh, it's so nice. I... I have plenty to talk about for that. Uh, oh, I had a loner uh, last winter when my when the polar vortex killed my truck. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, <laughs> the alternator and battery died. Whoops. Well, it was like minus 30. Yeah, it was cold. Uh, so I had a, I, it was a, I think it was a escape. No. Yeah. I don't know. A little smaller than your car. Yeah. Escape. Yeah. The, it was an escape. It was the platinum. So it had like every option heated steering wheel. It's one of those it's, like it's nice, but also it's kind of it feels like someone peed on the steering wheel. It's kind of weird. Which when it's ten degrees outside and the truck is ice cold, very nice to have. Okay, so what uh, what else? New truck? What is it? Uh, uh, do you want to talk about the truck now? Because I let's talk about the truck. You, we're we're already down okay. the rabbit hole. So. As you know, I've been looking for a new car for a while. Pretty much like since I got I got the Ranger like five years ago, and it was one of those like, yeah, I'm just going to use it and then start looking for a new car or used car, whatever, um, until I find something I like. Well, the, Took Ra- you five years. the Ranger was running just fine. Um, really, the only qualms with it is the air conditioning is kind of fucked, so like you have to recharge it every couple days. So <laughs> rather than just spend money on Freon, I would just yeah. drive with the window down. Yeah, not even both windows because they're crank, and I didn't want to reach across the car to that's, put the that's other fair. one down. I understand that. Um, and then I would just turn the fan would just be on high, like it would just be blowing air at me, just to get some air movement just going on. In anything, there. yeah. Sure. That was really the only problem. That and it didn't have four wheel drive. Other than that. This truck ran fantastic. I mean, okay. Sounded a little rough. This truck ran. I won't say it ran fantastic because it, it got you from point A to point B with very limited problems. Yes. Um, it vibrated <laughs> when you went over 50 miles an hour. It felt like it was going to fall apart if you went over 70 miles an hour. Sure. And the blower system for the fa- like the heat would only work on high unless you were going over 30 miles an hour and then it could work on all four levels. Oh, then you had then you were then it was adjustable Correct. above 30. Yeah, so pretty sure. much I just had it was either on high or off, on high or off. Okay. But the heat cranked. It got warm very fast, so no complaints about that. Anyways, uh need it was only a bench seat in the front, so it didn't have a back seat. Needed a back seat for the baby, so when Kristen got pregnant, I really started like 
diving in. Yeah, because that was like, because if Kristen didn't get pregnant, you were definitely driving the Ranger literally until the wheels fell off. No doubt I would still be driving it right now. 100%. That was like that turned into the plan. Like after a year, I'm like, well, I might as well just ride this till it dies, then start looking for a new car. That's what I'm doing with the Exploder. Yeah, and um, which in my search, I've sent you a few possibles for you, but you're like, I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah I'm still waiting. That oh, that one, uh, that Raptor, that red Raptor you sent me was re- that I, was a great deal. I I saw it and I'm like, I don't want this truck. Well, but it was PJ like it was like thirty. It was it. like thirty four. And it was like a 2016 with like 35,000 miles on and like it. like nobody drove it. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a deal. Yes. There'll, there'll be more deals. There'll be plenty to be. That, that was what I noticed. Like when you're searching around since March, you find things that are good deals, things that are good deals, things that are good deals, whatever. Um, so in November, I started settling on, I thought I wanted the new Ranger. I was going to buy a new 2019 Ranger. I was looking around at everything and... I'm a firm believer in upgrade the inside of your car and you won't really want a new car for a very long time. You know, if you get like an XLT version, which is a base level trim, you might want leather seats one day. You might want heated seats or cooled seats or heated steer, whatever. Do you have heat? Do you have air conditioned seats? Yes, I do. So is it leather? Uh huh. You're a leather guy. Oh, I'm not a leather guy, but leather takes a beating way better than cloth does. Yeah, I mean my my main issue with leather is ripping. Like, no, in the winter, it's super fucking cold, and then the summer it's hot as shit. So my which, truck doesn't have those problems. So you don't have those problems because you have heated seats and air conditioning. So seats. okay, so I'm looking around at the Ranger and. They they don't offer cooled seats, which wasn't a deal. The deal breakers for me was it had to have four doors. It had to be a truck. It needed four wheel drive, heated seats. I don't really care. I didn't really care about cooled seats. And it had to be if it wasn't a new car, it had to have under forty thousand miles on it. So those were like my hard requirements. And I'm going around pricing out the Ranger and stuff and. <clears throat> I saw one that it was their XLT Black Friday deals, whatever. It was like 30. Uh, African American Friday. It's 2019, right? It was uh, like 32,000 sale price is like what the guy would get down to, which was not what I was willing to pay for what I considered for, yeah, to like be a truck that was undersized for what I truck needed. Junior. <laughs> well, it's basically a car with a bed. And I'm like, you know what? This really isn't going to fly yeah. with what I have to do. But if the price is right, I can make do with it. So then at that point, it's like, why not just pay a little bit more and get an F-150? So I was looking around at used F-150s, and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to buy a used car that's a couple years old, it has to be decked out in the cabin because otherwise, like, car manufacturers come out with something new every year. And most of the stuff isn't anything serious, like blind spot monitoring or, like, front parking sensors or stuff like that. Stuff you don't need if you know how to drive. Um, but in the interior in the cabin, like there are certain things like when they came out, those cooled seats in like 2013 or 14 or whatever, I didn't know I needed them until I sat in one in 90 degree heat. Oh yeah. Air conditioned seats are amazing. You think that they're not that good, blah, blah, blah. Well, in the heat of the summer, come 
come meet me somewhere. We'll ride around in the truck, and you will see oh. how big of a difference. Oh, I, I already know. Officer Chang has a Mercedes SUV with they're unbelievable seats. It's incredible. Also, that thing is ridiculous. It has heated and cooled cup holders. Mine does not. So basically, the reason I like Ford the most is they their cabin features are very close to luxury manufacturers like they're not oh, yeah. you're not going to get like you wouldn't have gotten the, this on a 2013 i don't know what your officer chang's truck is but i think yeah no his is like a i think it's like an 18 mercedes or something yeah but what. ford was the first like um american manufacturer to come out with like the big lcd screen i drive and- american car <laughs> I, it's a North American car. Let's be real now. I think my truck was finally assembled in or assembled in Mexico, and then they put like the finishing touches. I think in Kentucky or something. <laughs> I don't remember which one this came out of. Um, but yeah, so basically, Ford has been like on the cutting edge of that kind of stuff. Like, find a way to make it affordable in American cars. So like, you're not paying the same price for a Mercedes. You might not get certain features whatever but for the most heated part, and cooled cup holders they're, they're they'll just say they're but way that, ahead that of, just is excessive they're way yes. they're way ahead of dodge and chevy which were the two competitors that i was looking at which yeah. we may have touched before but my opinion is like a chevy 1500 silverado is an old man truck the dodge truck is that guy who just likes to do donuts in fields like in the mud and then, like, the Ford truck is someone who uses the truck for work or just whatever, needs to pull something, whatever. They're not, like, dicking around with it, minus the Raptor. Um, that, that's my, What is your do opinion some, on those do three? Do some dicking around. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say either that or I feel like Chevy is, like, the official truck of, like, Florida Man. Like yeah, a, I mean, like, like a rusted out, like, 1500 from the 90s. Yeah, like hillbilly truck. Yee, yee! <laughs> yes. Or, yeah, but then, I mean, you could really get into, like, the, um, the, the I feel like the big, the big fight between those is when you get to the 250s and the diesels. I don't think they're comparable. Yeah, like the 1500, Ram 1500 and then the F150. That's that's what I'm comparing. Like yeah. normal person. Uh yeah, I I'd say that's pretty accurate. I mean, I'm, obviously I drive a Ford as well, so. Well, we have Hanky too. Hanky has a Ram. It might be a 2500. I was going to say what isn't Hanky's a He has a 2500. It's the four-door cab. It's the full-size bed. Uh, so there's truck is like a fucking limo in length yeah and awesome whenever, and it's a and it's a manual well yeah and it's diesel whatever and this he, first off he drives like a maniac and can confirm whenever he takes it to harris in joliet it's too wide to make the turns where they have the um like you know they have like the cones set up in the parking garage for you to like make a turn whatever mm-hmm. he can't make the turn so rather than have it like scrape his side he just runs over all of <laughs> sure that's that's a thing you can do when you're driving in 3500 well yeah and it's one of those like i don't know who's told you need a big ass fucking tow truck to tow that thing. also so, yes um where do we leave off okay so my search continued i was looking for used f-150s under forty thousand, um but 
then I decided to up what I wanted in it under 40,000 miles up my, up what I wanted. So now I wanted heated seats, heated steering wheel, um, leather on the inside. And so basically that took me to like <laughs> that leather on the outside <laughs> that took me to like the Lariat trim level, which if you're not familiar with Ford F one fifties, the base 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 is XL. Yes. Next. That is like, work truck bench seat like nothing like vinyl oh. floor yeah with am fm radio uh then xlt which has a lot more options lariat is in the middle but it's still it's definitely one of the more luxurious in terms of compare like it's like a z71 or whatever the ram fucking nice one is then it goes platinum slash king ranch which those then you start getting into physical differences that was going to be my question i didn't because i don't know when you which ones is the platinum the top or is the king ranch the top neither so they're they're limited is the top oh so the platinum and king ranch have like the it has a different color trim on the the tailgate, so you'll see it. It has like it's like silver, yeah. And they only come in like certain colors. Whatever. And I know the King Ranch has those like they both have different seats inside. The King Ranch has like the the like natural cowhide leather seats. Yeah, they actually do look pretty. Sweet. They look like fucking lazy boys. Yeah, well, that's the limited has massaging seats in it. Holy the, shit! I think the the twenty nineteen and twenty twenty have massaging seats. Well, the limited fucking retails at like. $85,000 for a truck. Yeah. But that's, that's what I mean. We're that's like, a little aggressive. They it, Because they run Lincoln, if if you want to pay a lot of money for a really nice truck, like Ford can do it for you if you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, shout out to the CEO of Coop's Mustard who drives a King Ranch Expedition. It's... And he gets a new he gets a new one like every three years, same so exact one. Isn't that your plan to buy his old? Yeah, one? Um, that's that might be my next plan to just try and get get when he switches out. Does he get the King Ranch because the seats kind of look like uh, Arizona heat mustard? Maybe I'll have to ask. You him. should ask him. That's a nice conversation starter. Yeah. I mean, he also has a fish a fish tank that's like bigger than that. Post oh, in his can office. we we need to take a picture of us recording because we this might be the most comfortable recording session. Yeah, I'll take a had. picture of you right now. We've, we've upgraded the 69th parallel. I'm this. rocking a lazy boy right now, and PJ has his feet up on the table. Why don't I? Oh shit, my phone's on the it fell on the floor. Oh, fell right when we that's, start recording, that's okay. I'll take a picture later. So pause. Uh, well, well, yeah, pausing to take a picture of Ray. Enjoying his lazy boy. Oh, look, you can see his car keys in that picture. Oh, what up? Uh, so then I started. So basically, started calling around some dealerships, talking about cars, whatever. Um, the Ranger guy, we were texting back and forth and trying to make a deal. And he's like, no, nah, I can't do it for that much. I'm like, okay, well, that's like the max I'm going to do because I really don't want this truck. But if you can come down here, like I'll buy yeah, it today. We can make a deal. So. Spoiler alert to the rest of the episode. Kristen goes into labor Sunday, has the baby Monday. The guy texts me like three hours after <laughs> Kristen gave birth. And he was like, hey, man, blah, blah, blah. Like, we can do this price now. It wasn't where I was at. He was still like off by a thousand. And um, I was like, hey, my number's firm. My wife had a baby three hours ago. So unless it's that number, I'm not leaving the hospital. Yeah. And he goes, he's like, okay, we absolutely cannot do that number. Congratulations. Please stay at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> he was really nice about it. That's good. 
So then we got home um, from the hospital on Thursday, and then, like, the hunt really kicked up, and I started, like, really digging deep and making sure. I'm like, okay, if I leave the house right now while Kristen's home with, like, less than a week-old baby, this truck has to be perfect. So we... Really fresh baby. Yeah, exactly. So um, we go to Will- I went with KOS and we go to Willowbrook Ford to look at a truck and we're walking the lot because like rule of thumb, if you find the car you want, go find it on the lot first before you talk to anybody. Do your visual inspection outside and all that shit before you have like the dealers in your ear. Oh yeah. So we're out there looking at the lot, the truck, and some guy comes up. He's like, "Hey, can I help you guys?" He turn around. Kristen's be- it's Kristen's best friend's brother who worked at a different dealership and I knew that but I looked through their inventory didn't find anything I wanted so didn't want to call him well he switched job that was his first day was the day we got to the dealership score so I'm like hey I'm looking for this truck blah 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 he was like oh hey he's like I gotta bring this truck to a customer but I'll just give him to someone else and I'll work with you guys I'm like hold on I don't even know if I want to buy anything today. So take this guy because if you're going to sell him a truck, I don't want to be yeah. the reason because like odds of me buying today are slim to none. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll kick some tires. Yeah, so we walked around for like an hour, wait for him to finish up with a guy who didn't buy a car. Um, and the truck I wanted was not there. It was on, which I've never heard of, a 24-hour test drive. Interesting. So the guy got to take it home, show his wife, like take it around town, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we're looking at two other cars or two other trucks, and they weren't – one was a Platinum, one was a King Ranch. And the King Ranch had the Extendo tow mirrors and stuff, which was overkill for me, and the Platinum had like 60,000 miles on it. Um, so we looked at one more truck, opened the door, smoker car. Ooh. Is there anything worse than that? <laughs> I don't know, like, if you smoke in a car, you can sell it to a dealer, but, like, they can only sell it to someone else who smokes. You can never get that out. Yeah. They're always like, oh, we can do the deodorizer or the odor neutralizer and all that shit. Never works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate, I feel like. So we go talk some numbers on the King Ranch in the Platinum, and he goes, which I didn't know was still a thing, but he's like, okay. What do we have to do to get you in one of these cars today? And I'm like, okay, give me oh. an, give me an offer on both. And he's like, well, which one do you want more? I'm like, neither. Give me an offer on both, and we'll talk. So come with an offer, and then I'm like, okay, well, each of them for eight grand less, I'll take one or the other today. And they're like, uh, we can't do that. I'm like, well, you asked what. <laughs> like what you can do to get me in the car today. That's it. And he was like, well, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'll go ask. Then like the grease ball sales manager comes by and he's like, Oh man, that's like eight grand. I'm like, I didn't tell him to go ask. He asked me, this was my response. So like, what do you, what do you want? He's like, well, we can't do that. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. All right. I'm fine, driving bye. out the Ranger and like, well, do you want to trade that in? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and so it's just one of those, like, I didn't think they do that. Like they still ask is, is it just is it like just a rule that sales managers at car dealerships have to be a huge greaseball? I don't like and they maybe people who don't deal with like slimy contractors all the time, maybe they don't notice it, but like I can if you if you line up ten salesmen, one of them is a sales manager, like you can pick that guy out like in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I went to, uh, we left, whatever, no deal done. Um, 
I went to Bob Rohrman Ford um, and talked to, I thought his name was Han and he was Asian. And I was going to ask him if he was the Drift King because in his office there were pictures of him drifting like a Mustang. Tokyo drifting. But I saw his card and his name was Hans. Oh, with an S. So. That's disappointing. So we go drive this other truck, whatever, blah, blah. And um, it, uh, we talk numbers. They were too high. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I think it's too high, blah, blah, blah. And there was something wrong with the truck I wanted. Oh, the truck I wanted to see um, was a fleet truck, which I didn't really notice it on the Carfax online. But I don't really want to buy a car that was used by a company because as someone who's driven company cars before you don't give a fuck you drive them like a rental car so that's another thing don't buy a rental car and many times fleet on a carfax can be construed as a rental car they're supposed to declare it as a rental car but if it goes through like another owner it can just be listed as a fleet car yeah Yeah, company owned fleet car yikes so yeah so that was a no-go on that so we were going through his inventory i'm like dude i already went through it but i told my wife i'd be back in two hours and i have time to kill so if you really want to look through the inventory i'll sit here i don't care um but i know you guys don't have anything on the lot so they're going through, and he's like, what about this one? What about that one? I'm like, no, because of this, because of that, whatever. And he's like, all right, well, let's go talk to my sales manager. So you go to the grease ball guy, and he was like, oh, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want that car because it's got, like, the beige leather. And he was like, what, you don't like beige? I'm like, no, nah, beige is like an old man color. I'm like, so unless the price is right, like, I'm not making that concession. And he's like, well, how low will you go? And obviously, like, it has to be very low, which is the same offer I said on a red F-150 because if I have to drive around in a truck that is a color I don't like or the inside is a color I don't like, I have, I to, have to know. I getting a killer deal. A smoking deal. Like, if I didn't get a smoking deal, I'm not interested. And then the guy was like, well, we can just swap out the leather, which I still can't tell if he was, like, making a joke or was serious about them reupholstering the entire cab. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. So beige seats means beige floor, beige. That's paneling, what I was going to say. Doesn't that mean like if it's beige seats, then it's beige carpet and like beige panels yeah, on the beige side, panels beige, on the inside, beige dash, beige everything. So like I, I, there's no way that that was an option. But he made it seem like I was an idiot for saying that. I'm like, absolutely not. He's like, what do you mean? We can do it. I'm like, no. I don't care. It's not going to be a no. Well, I was like, I'm not going to pay extra for it. And he was like, well, I don't think you're going to find the car for forty under forty thousand miles. Blah blah. I'm like, whatever, man. Like. I came for this car, and the reason I didn't want it is because a fleet car, and that was my bad for not fucking seeing it online, but whatever. Um, then I went to PackyWebFord.com, whatever the fucking commercials go, PackyWeb.com. Um, so I called that guy first because I was like, hey, question. I need to about- speak to PackyWeb. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Webb, please, the Pac-Man. Um, so I called, I called ahead and was talking to the guy, and I'm like, yeah, my wife had a baby 10 days ago so like this car has to be on the lot blah 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 whatever i'm like i don't want to waste my time anymore so i get there the car was perfect the salesman was fine uh no complaints like he wasn't shady but he wasn't like personable whatever no big deal yeah. don't care fall you, you buy the truck not the salesman so whatever um 
gives me the what do you got to do to get me in what, what do i have to do to get you in the car today which is the third time i had heard that that sure. week um and i'm just like all right well why don't you guys give me a number first and we'll work from there and lowball them goes to the sales manager no whatever so we go back and forth and so we get to which i can tell i was in his um in the acceptable range of numbers because then after like the third back and forth he was like okay well i need a credit card to go bring this up to him and i'm like okay i'm out of here and he's like what do you mean i'm like why would i give you my credit card when you brought him two offers already and now this third one you mysteriously need my credit card yeah and he's like well how do we know you're serious i'm like well i'm here i called I'm you. sitting here aren't i there's a 10 day old baby at my house so i'm pretty serious and so he leaves at that point, he was gone for like 10 minutes. I like went to the bathroom, came back. He wasn't here, and I'm walking out the door just because I'm like, I'm not fucking around, whatever. And so then the sales manager's like, hold on, hold on, and like runs up, and he's like, okay, can we do like $300 more? I'm like, no. And at that point, I'm like, I'm not buying this car now. This guy's a fucking scumbag. Um, and he's like, why not? It's only 300 bucks. I was like, okay, well, if it's exactly. Only- it's only 300 bucks. I was just like the deal, dude. I'm like, if it's only 300 bucks, give me 300 cash right now and I'll do the deal. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's only 300 bucks. And he's like, okay, fine. We'll do the deal. <laughs> and he was like, so we shake on it and you're going to buy the car today. I'm like, no, I'm like, this car had a carpet bed liner installed in it. I'm like, I need that removed first. Or, like, I need to take a look at it. It's all bolted in and stuff. And so, like, I need to look under it to make sure there weren't toolboxes, like, mounted in the bed and stuff. Like, all the... I don't care about damage to the bed. I care about damage to the suspension from carrying around, like, shit that it probably shouldn't have been carrying around. Because, like... Thank God I know KOS is a guy... He's a guy who buys an F-150 and treats it like a 350 and just beats the hell out of it. So Just completely destroyed I was done with it. Exactly. So I was... The inside's nice. The outside is just dead. So I was looking for any signs that KOS lived here. Um, And so he's like, okay, well, I got to get a porter over here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, we'll agree on the number you take this out. I come by tomorrow and we'll take a look at it and we'll go from there. And they're like, well, I don't know if the number's still going to be good tomorrow. I was like, all right, well, that's fine. I'll call you in the morning. If the number's not good, I'm not coming in. Uh, and we'll go from there. And he's like, well, what if I sell the truck today? I'm like, well, you said the truck's been on the lot for 41 days. I'm like, if it can't make it 42 days, I don't need the truck. It's not meant to be then. In the meantime, I get a call from Kristen's uh, friend's brother who calls me and he was like, Hey man, that Lariat came back and, um, I think we can make a deal on it. He sends me some pictures. I text him back like 30 minutes later and that truck had already gone home again on another 24-hour test drive. What? And he, he was like, hey, because I had texted him, he's like, never mind. I'm like, what do you mean? And he was like, some dude came in, like, they're filling out paperwork now. He's taking it on another 24-hour test drive. And I was like, whatever. Uh, I don't want this car anymore because I'm not going to fight over it. And then two... If this guy brings it back, I don't want the truck that two people return. Yeah, after have driven for twenty four hours and be like, "Yeah, this one's not for me." Exactly. So, um, got home, talked with Chris about the car, whatever, blah, blah blah. Called the guy in the morning, went back, got um, got the deal done. Didn't talk. The guy was like, "Oh, my sales manager wants to say hi." I'm like, "I don't want to talk to him." He's like, <laughs> "Why not?" I'm like, "I didn't care for that greaseball three hundred dollar comment and just like." I'd really be happier if I don't see him again. And he was like, uh, no problem. <laughs> so then we go to the finance guy who 
acts like he's your best friend and it was so funny because like I'm, I'm ready for it you know what I mean like when you go to buy a car you're as KOS goes he's like you're prepared for battle you don't go yeah. in there unmanned oh yeah you, you gotta prepare for battle yeah so I go in there and like ready for a fight over everything and he's nice for like 10 minutes we're just filling out like regular pay paperwork and then he starts talking about it. he was like oh, okay so how many miles you put on it blah, blah blah i'm like oh don't worry about it and he's like well i gotta know i'm like oh, you don't have to know and he was like what do you mean i'm like okay you're gonna ask me how many miles i put on it then you're gonna compare it to what warranties are left on it and then like the several levels of warranty that you guys have and any normal person would be like okay this guy knows the drill. I can straight up ask him if he wants an extended warranty. And if he says no, just move on. Or you can be a greaseball like this guy was and then go into the spiel like I didn't say anything, like I knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. And then make me try and make me feel like I'm the only guy who's never gotten extended warranty on a truck and like something can happen and blah, blah, blah. And then you just flip it back on them and they're like, well, you know, like it's already got 37,000 miles on it. So like you're out of your bumper to bumper and like this can extend it to 84,000, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. And he was like, but dude, bumper to bumper covers everything. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've heard that before. And he was like, oh, so you've used one before? I'm like, no. I know bumper to bumper com- covers everything except wear and for, wear and tear items. Except for everything that breaks down. Well, one of those things that breaks down, wear and tear, whatever, um, is electronics. And I don't know if you've been in a car that's been made in the last six or seven <clears throat> years, but everything is electronic. Yeah. The actual engine transmission, all those stuff, those things don't go out anymore. It's all your onboard computer or like the LCD. Anything that is electronic goes out all the time. None of that is covered by warranty. Accurate. Said that, and the guy, he didn't say anything, but he like made it seem like that wasn't the case, but never said anything because it is the case. Yeah. So whatever. Got it done, um, and that was that. Now I have a new truck. What color is it? Uh, I called it silver at first when I had my I had my mom give me a ride the next day. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna need a ride there because assuming nothing's wrong with the bed, like I'm gonna get the deal done. And she was like, oh, so I'm just dropping you off. I'm like, um, uh, not exactly. Keep the engine running. And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I can't let them know that I don't have a way home. So you have to wait with me in the, sh- like, you have to wait with me till we fill out everything. And my mom is the worst person to bring when you're buying a car. Thank God the deal was done because my mom is a person who's like, well, yeah, like it is only $300, blah, blah, blah. And like, or the warranty, like, ooh, that is a good deal, blah, blah, blah. It covers everything. Oh my God, that's a great deal. Like she, buying a car is so overwhelming for regular people and she gets so easily overwhelmed that like everything sounds good and you don't know, like these guys aren't professional scam artists, but they're professional salesmen. Mm -hmm. So they'll say anything they can to get a buck out of you. So whatever. Um, but I told her, I'm like, hey, here's the deal I agreed upon. I'm not paying any more than this, blah, blah, blah. Here's what everything's going to cost. Don't say anything. And she was like, oh, I won't. Because she, know, she knows she's bad at like being around a car dealer. Like It's no surprise to her. She'll admit it right away. Um, but she's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And every time like the guy was like, oh, so is this? He was like, oh, so you excited to be a grandma? And she like turned at me, and I was like, Yes, you can answer that <laughs> question. 
I'm not allowed to talk. She was on her best behavior, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I made her wait there so they didn't think I was stranded on an island. Um, yeah, so to tangent on that a little bit, when I was looking for my for a explorer, or actually, I was I went to Cunes County Ford, and I found a King Ranch Expedition. It was like a fourteen. It had like, I don't know, 50,000 miles on it. And it was like 14.5. And I was like, this is a fucking A good deal. deal. And so I was like, all right. Like I took it for a test drive. It's a super nice truck. And then um, I like start talking to the one guy. um, And then he's like, yeah, so uh, you're trading in your your, uh, Wrangler? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, so since that's a used car, there's like a, I don't remember what the number was. He's like, there's an $800 like safety inspection fee for trading in a used car. And I was like, all right, we're done. Yep. Fuck you. I'm out. I was like, I was like, that's not a real thing. That's fucking bullshit. And I was like, up until that point, you were going to sell a car today. Now I'm leaving. And I got up, walked out and the sales manager literally chased me into the parking lot and stood in front of my car. And I was like... You lost I, it. I cracked, I cracked my window like a quarter <laughs> inch. And I go, dude, get the fuck out of my way or I'm going to run you over. And he comes over to my car. He's like, what happened? I was like, you guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> so um, <coughs> at Willowbrook, they were asking me about the Ranger. I'm like, no, I don't want to trade it in because you guys are going to give me like 200 bucks for it. And Kristen's friend's brother was like, eh, yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah. at Bob Rohrman. I think Bob Rohrman had the scummiest of all the salesmen. Like, Han was okay. Um, but, like, their whole grease ball, they had, like, a grease ball meeting of... Oh, let's see. How do I describe that? It was a meeting of the grease balls, maybe. <laughs> they were all slicked back hair and just whatever, meeting in the Pinky center. rings. Yeah. Gold um, watches. Yeah, very tan with, like, pink shirts and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say power shirts. Yeah, um, and they're like, oh, you traded in the Ranger. And I was like, no. And they're like, why not? I'm like, because you guys are going to give me 200 bucks. I'm like, no, we'll give you more than that. And I was like, 300 does not count as more than that. <laughs> and they're like, we don't do that here, blah, blah, blah. Well, when I went to Packy Webb, um, I uh, he was like, oh, are you going to trade in the Ranger? I'm like, no, nah, because I don't want you guys to give me 200 bucks for it. And he's like, uh, you're probably better off selling it by yourself. He's like, those Rangers really maintain value, which was the most honest truth out of anybody. Yeah. Because doing some research on what my car was worth, it's still like $1,500. I bought it for 500 less than that and put on 80,000 miles on it. Yeah. Um, and, Not your money's worth. Yeah, but there's a, I think the last model was like a 2011 or something. And that you could buy that car for sixteen or 17,000 new when it came out in 2011. Um it still is worth that much regardless of miles right now. That's surprising. Which is insane for, like, it's literally a car with a bed. Yeah. But whatever. Um, got good vibes from them. Um, so I still have the Ranger. I think I'm, I think it's going to get sold to my father-in-law so he can stop using convertible cars as pickup trucks. (laughs) This will be perfect for him. Um, But back to the color. The color is not silver. My mom yelled at me for calling it a silver truck because I'm like, oh, it's right there. Well, there was a silver truck on the left, and this is metallic gray. 
Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So it's like that darker. It's 2017 metallic gray. Yeah, it's a darker gray. Um, Lariat, it retailed. The MSRP Enic is now the nice part about buying used cars is you, with the VIN. You can get the factory vehicle sticker to know what's on it. Mm-hmm. The MSRP, when it came out new, was $62,000. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I got it for like a hair more than half of that. Nice. Out the door. Solid. 37,000 miles on it. Heated, cooled seats, heated steering wheel, tow, trailer brake. Um, the I think they call it like trailer assistance. So when you're backing up, it will oh, it has that, extendo. Like... <laughs> like it extends the hitch on you and stuff to like reach a certain. It'll go like a little left, a little to the right, a little straight back. Does it have the? Uh, does it have that like knob? That's dealy? what it is. Yep. So you can just put it in reverse and then drive drive the trailer back with the knob. Yeah, which I don't get that because I was asking him like, what's why did they come out with that? And he was like, honestly, I don't really know because anybody who's pulling a trailer knows, I I can reverse it in my head so I can do it with my hand on the top of the steering wheel. But if you don't use the trailer a lot, you put your hand on the bottom of the steering wheel and you move it to the left. And the trailer goes to the left. You move it to the right, and the trailer goes to the right. Like, that's what this little wheel does. It's, it's all it is. Yeah. Just having so your just, hand on the bottom yes. of the steering wheel. Yeah. So if you, don't, if, you don't need, if you don't really tow anything that much, put your hand on the bottom of the steering wheel. Left trailer goes left. Right trailer goes right. All you have to do. Easy. Yeah, easy peasy. Um, so, yeah, uh, just circling back on that again. Uh, when I did end up buying my Explorer, I bought it from Breedman in Glenview. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, random question. Because the same thing, like the sales guy was super cool, whatever. And I was like, random question. Like I was looking at a different car at Kunes County. And they said there was like an $800 like safety inspection. And he goes, hold on. And he goes and gets their used car sales manager. And he's like, uh, so... He tells them that, and the guy just, like, shakes his head, and he goes, yeah. <clears throat> He's like, that's the price that they pay. That we're supposed to be paying to, like, yeah. get the car ready for the lot. That's why they have to, they give you a lower number than you can get exactly. a private sale, yeah. because they do have to put money into it, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and so, he, like, he, basically that, and he's like, what dealership was that? And I was like. Cunes County in Antioch. He's like, oh my god, it was a Ford dealership. It's like, yeah, fucking scumbag. And he's like, I'm gonna go call corporate. <laughs> Good for him. What yeah, a like, fucking scumbag. He's like, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was just wondering, but yeah, you're welcome. Fucking scumbags, man. Um, I don't know if I was texting you or texting Big Salami, but they were like, oh, how's it going with the baby? Blah blah. I'm like, oh yeah, I went swimming with sharks today, and they're like, uh, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, I, I'm looking at a new car. So I was at like a bunch of car dealerships, and like, oh, that was Big Salami. Why do you call them sharks i'm like i that's what it feels like when you go to a car dealer like you were dealing with fucking sharks here um but so yeah the truck also on it has blind spot monitoring rear sensing camera all that fucking shit it's got the 3.5 liter that's v6 twin turbo just gonna say so we've talked for 57 minutes about mostly 
about your truck and we ha- I haven't even asked you which motor I was going to say I'm like I'm telling about all these other things which were must this engine was a must so basically there are three engines for the F150 2.7 liter V6 the 3.5 V6 and then the V8 um, the 3.5 V6 twin turbo and the V8 are almost identical the V8 is slightly stronger in payload and towing capacity but they're fairly comparable for uh, the gas mileage that you will get out of the v6 twin turbo so the v6 twin turbo and the v8 were my two must-haves or whatever and um this truck has it so yeah yeah twin turbo biggest selling feature oh also any people who want to ride in the back of my truck heated rear seats oh not cool but heated rear seats that's that's always fun twin panel moonroof uh power sliding rear window you know yeah riding in the bed uh, you can ride in the bed. This one has a cover right now, so if anybody has a 2014 to 2020 F-150 that wants a bed cover, you can have mine for free if you listen to this podcast. Otherwise, you can find it on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or wherever I put it. Slide into our DMs if you're interested. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to gym teacher Nick, who's a Chevy guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Nick, I would have gave it to you for free, but you clearly don't need it. Um, well, interesting trades considered for the bed cover. If anyone has a toolbox that'll fit the F-150, trade straight up for it. You can have it. And I was going to say, remember the time we went to Sarkis in the Lightning and I rode in the bed under the bed cover? A lot of people have ridden in the bed of that <laughs> truck. It's a little alarming going down the highway, though. Whoops. <laughs> well, we know danger's in your blood. Well, yeah. Uh, did um, you have any more car questions? No, I think that... That's it. Should we wrap this one up? Because we're at probably about an hour right now. Okay, so, spoiler alert, next week, Kristen had the baby. I'm going to tell you all about it. I like how Kristen had the baby, but we talked about your car instead. Well, that's why I asked if you wanted to get into it. I'm like, we can get into yeah, it if you I want. Didn't, I didn't know we were going to go that deep, but this well, was I good wasn't stuff. Gonna, I wasn't going to circle back to it, so yeah. I wanted to get it out. Yeah. So We got it out of the way this time. Yeah. Um, Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later.
just come on me eye Just like a eagle in a day, you run a fly Me not go love the girl, I'm gonna tell her bye-bye And grow your wing and fly Spread your love and fly 